Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing yeah, with the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nats and how they always got good pitches. Jeez. Let's talk about the Cats on rescue, turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we stand toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. I'm Nathan Perry. This is Ref the District. Joining me as always, it's the Stoner. What's up? What's up, fellas? Long time no see. It's and, been like a full 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, not even. And we have Trevor. Woo-woo. How's my man Trevor doing? Uh, we're good. You know, same old day, mic issues, you know. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, guys, th- this time last week, you guys fired me from the mm-hmm. show. You, you brought me back for Day After Reckoning. Yeah. And then and then we did the Philly cast. Yeah. We didn't fire you. That's that's front office stuff. We're we're just yeah, yeah. we don't have any okay, control okay. over that. All yeah. right. The e the EP fired the EP, you, yeah. which she did. She straight up was just like, "It's your fault. Get off. <laughs> Let them do the cast." Uh, thankfully, those issues have been resolved mostly for today. So we do stream this live on our YouTube channel, Ref the District, every Thursday at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. rather. I know we're running a little bit late. We're especially running a little bit late if we're talking about 7 a.m. But no, we stream live on our channel 7 p.m. on Thursdays. And of course, we also do the day after reckoning for after Washington football games. Uh, but we're also on your favorite podcast platform. And if you can do me a favor, if you're an Apple user and you like enjoy you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy listening to this podcast through apple so trevor is showing us his phone right now so he is and it looks like stoner is looks like i'm the only green boy yeah, yeah. in here with the android uh, but if you are an apple user do us a favor and go out there and uh and and give us a rating and a comment so what that does is it does help uh other people find our podcast and so we would really appreciate that so you know we we love that we love doing this podcast and we actually really enjoy doing uh you know talking sports in general and we you know stoner mentioned we've we were here just less than 24 hours ago and that's because we were on another podcast and stoner why don't you talk to us about yeah, that Yeah, we went on a, uh, the podcast uh with dsm media dsm stands for yeah i already forgot what it stands for do something major <laughs> I think it's do something yes. major. Yes. yes. DSM Media. We went on with them uh, last night. They have a Philly-based podcast, and they wanted to talk NFC East. They wanted to talk Washington football. And they also wanted the perspective of what outside people thought of Philadelphia, their team, their coach, who we call the clown, their quarterback situation, which is the worst in the division and one of the worst in the league. And we had a good time uh, yapping it up with them. <laughs> It, it's not. Phil, sorry, shots fired Bur- a little bit, but yeah. Burgundy and gold. Burgundy and gold. So Burgundy, if you hear us call out Burgundy and gold, it, it's not just our, our our lovely color scheme for the Washington football team. It is now also our reminder for Trevor, who uh, who who tends to have some mic issues on the show, but it's all right. He brings up some I'm excellent back. points, and we love the dude. And it's a really easy fix. So, so if you hear us shout burgundy and gold, it's just teasing, teasing Trev there. Uh, Trevor, what did you think of our our our, our show last night on uh, with on uh, DSM Media? It was a lot of fun. Um, we all four of us, I thought, kept it real, like from a realism uh, point of view. Not only just as fans or biased fans, but it was a lot of fun. Got some insight of 
what to expect for them this season. And uh, it's kind of cool because he admitted that we're probably going to go ahead and sweep them this, this this season and get two wins out of it. So that that's was not, a, that's uh, hope, was, yeah. Yeah, hopefully not being gifted. Hopefully <laughs> no, not being yeah, gifted, not gifted. Though, that, yeah, it was that fun. victory there. And so that cool. we don't uh, we we don't uh, short Phil his the name of his particular show is trending for four quarters. Uh, it's a part of DSM Media. I just want to make sure uh, we get that out there because he did a great job of promoting us, and and we got a lot of great response, a lot of feedback from Philly, other Philly podcasters, Philly fans, things like that. So yeah, I didn't want to short him in his specific name. Yeah, absolutely appreciate Phil for having us on. It was a blast to uh, be able to talk football with uh, with the enemy there. Uh, I don't want to talk with the enemy tonight, though. I want to talk with my friends about this preseason game that we have coming up on Saturday, which uh, two of the Ref the District members will be there, I believe. Yeah, that's, I mean. Stoner, you're not going to be there. Trevor, you're going to be there. Because Trevor has to come because he has to pick up his his, uh, Apple earpods. Okay, hold on. See, this is is why you need to go to Team (laughs) Apple and get rid of the green squad of Android. They're called AirPods. Okay. AirPods. Apple earpods. Yeah. You know what they're currently called? They're currently called mine. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> but they can't work with your Android, so you can yeah, you yeah. have them. They, they do no good it's for you. Jazzy's second pair because my wife oh, no, is uh, no. my wife she, is EP Team gets Apple. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> she is banned from where Especially uh, if it's mine previously, I will not no way. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds good. So yeah, Trevor and I will be there. So if you if you happen to go to the game, you know, hit us up, let us know, and uh, we'd love to to chat with you and and talk. So let's let's get into this preseason game. This is the third and final game. Ron Rivera has expressed that the starters would play. Do you think that we dial that back a little bit? I I don't think they're going to play. I know he says they're going to play. I I don't know that I'm buying it. I think he's probably preparing them to play. Preparing, I want they. He wants them to prepare as though it's a real game, and then I don't even know if they're going to play at all. This is different. We've never had a three-game preseason. We've never had two weeks off from the last preseason game to the first regular season game. So this is all new. So it's experimenting. It could change tomorrow. He might just say tomorrow, we're not playing anybody. We're just going to play our second, third, fourth guys to battle for those last spots. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, J.P. Finley reported earlier today after practice, he was uh, Rivera was asked about potential playing time for starters, and his response was enough. So, well, yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? Enough. Yeah, yeah. So he's very vague. So I, I'm with you, Stoner. I don't think they're going to play a lick, at least not the main starters like Terry McLaurin, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Adam Humphrey. Yeah, they'll dress up, but may, maybe not see the the field for any kind of action. I think that's fair. I think that they, we've seen quite a bit from uh, you know the headliners that uh, we can keep them you know healthy for game one. Even though there's there's what like twelve plus days between uh, Saturday's game and the first game. Yeah, so, fifteen. I mean, there's. Yeah. 15, 15 days, days yeah. yes so there's considerable time for people to get healthy you know curtis samuel hey, why yeah. why no, isn't anybody not gonna see why isn't anybody panicking over curtis samuel like i am i'm completely panicked over this situation why because why because he has not he's had one practice since may since the otas 
one practice. Don't give me this that he's familiar with the offense. That that that's not the same thing as getting out there and practicing and getting your timing down, getting your familiarity with your other receivers and your quarterback. Obviously, Mm-mm. I'm paying. Okay, 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 okay. Burgundy and gold. Burgundy gold. Burgundy gold. Burgundy gold. <laughs> Every time he wants. Well, while, while Trevor fixes uh, his microphone, the the one part that's worrisome there for me is the timing with Fitzpatrick. Right. That's the only part. I think that he's you, – you brought this up on podcast yesterday. Like there was, no, there was no game time. There was no preseason last year, and players were just fine. So I think mm-hmm. that's the only part that I want to I, – I think that you're probably going to see a slowly developing for Curtis Samuel with Fitzpatrick. So I think that's the only part that worries me. Outside of him not playing – the guy's gonna be ready. He he's gonna run. They can get him the ball in various means. What are you looking like well, this for? Starter, you didn't want Terry McLaurin. You, you both didn't want Terry McLaurin to play after he caught one ball. Now Roger Smith says and Roger Smith is watching our live uh, YouTube. Thank you, Roger, for uh, for chiming in. He th- he says that the starters need to. The O line needs to get on the same page as far as pass protection with three new starters. Uh, that's fair. okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But Curtis Samuel, again, he's we, he has keep the Ferrari in the garage until it's game day. <laughs> maybe I he think... practices. Hey, maybe he gets that rapport going, like going after this preseason. He starts practicing for these next two weeks. Maybe, maybe. that was the plan. Maybe. Well, listen, so... if that's the case, then then that will ease my, my panic mode. That will bring okay. my level down from a eh, eh, maybe down to a three <laughs> or something like that. But right now I'm up at about a seven or eight because why hasn't think, he practiced? In one, one of the other reasons why I'm not really concerned about this groin. either is this is yeah it's a groin injury which can be quite you know bothersome. But here's the thing. We didn't have, you know, as fans, we didn't have him last year, right? Washington didn't have him last year. So are we re- outside of the $10 million, which we didn't see anyways, are we missing anything? No. Logan Thomas, you expect to improve. You got Deami Brown, who's an exciting rookie. Uh, you have Terry McLaurin still out there. Cam Sims, who knows what oh, we really have gosh. in him. He, he hasn't looked as good. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't looked as good, but he's a lock. He's a lock to make mm-hmm. the roster. But but still, you 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 have planned for this other weapon. This this guy will take he he will take the pressure off these other guys. You want him in there. You want him practicing. Look, if he practices next week, I'll I'll be fine. But he's had Z well, he did practice the first day that he came off the list. He practiced very light. But that's the first time he's practiced since the first week of OTAs and whenever that was, April, May, I don't even remember what that was. And it's taken him this long and everyone's just like, don't worry, it's nothing serious. Well, if it's nothing serious, how come he can't practice for six months? He hasn't missed game time. Not yet. You're right. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> just just watch it. You know, just, just keep an eye on that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I don't well, like it. All right. So we're not going to see him Saturday anyway. No. Definitely- Out of the players we will see Saturday – who is somebody that you think needs to show up and play their heart out? Otherwise, they end up with Hemingway, you know, uh, at <laughs> at 
Safeway, you know, bagging groceries. <laughs> Hemingway is Safeway. <laughs> well, listen, if it was up to our executive producer, Jazzy, then she would want Logan Thomas out there every down so he can improve. She, she said Logan Thomas needs to improve here on, on our uh, live uh, chat. That's, that's yeah, um, after he gets 90 balls, then, then she can finally quiet down about that. I'm going to go ahead and say Taylor Heineke, bro. He needs to prove that he can be quarterback number two because I've got a nice, interesting dollar-dollar bet later on for this evening but uh, Ooh, <laughs> that involves this competition. Yeah, but I think, honestly, because I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be him and Kyle Allen for the most part of, the, of this next game Saturday. So I think if Taylor wants to prove that he can – either be a starter or a quarterback too he's got to play lights out and not just do the same old tuck and roll like it's kind of yeah, i'm really tired of every play looking like it's a broken play with yes. taylor heineke it, it's it's beyond frustrating kyle allen's not much better in that regard he's a he's another young guy who likes to tuck it and run on occasion we'll see I, I personally I would right I don't Stephen Montez we don't need to see any of Stephen Montez let's see more Taylor Heineke and more Kyle Allen to see who's going to be QB two because it very likely really could be Kyle Allen as I'm much rooting as those for Heineke him. howlers the Heineke hive might be rooting mm-hmm. for him you know we Washington loves their backup quarterbacks Roger says AGG is somebody sure. who needs to ball mm-hmm. out do you think he's uh I feel like with the recent cuts and wide receiver that AGG is probably a lock for the team, but do you th- feel like he's more on the bubble than uh, than uh, some others? Uh, I do, personally, because I actually Burgundy read gold. Gold. Burgundy Burgundy gold. gold. <laughs> and it's always when he wants to make a point, too. So we get It to is. It's always, we get it's always when he's got – I know he's got, like, a great <laughs> point lined up. And it's just like, you know, we had this thing before Trev joined uh, joined our show that any time Stoner tried bad-mouthing Washington, something bad technically happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like he froze uh, or, like, his mic stopped. And so I had a vamp just like I'm doing right now until the, the tech issue was fixed. I feel like this is happening to Trevor right now. Anytime he wants to make a point, you know, against the team, they were like, nope. We got mic issues. There's Jason Wright is sitting there at his computer watching us right now, and he's got buttons, and he's like, "Nope, Trevor's about to talk." And hit that button to move. He's, you need to throw that doll away. That doll is, already is, already unfollowed a bunch of people on Twitter, so I guess they want to do that to me with my microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know what? When you talk about guys like AGG, Heineke, and Allen, you know these these end of the roster guys, the guys that won't even dress on game day. Those are interesting to talk about, but I've said this for years and years and years. If AGG is in the game playing significant amount of time, if Heineke, if the fifth cornerback, if the fourth tight end or whoever, all if they're in the game and playing significant minutes, then this is a three and 13 team. This is a, season that has gone off the rails and that's the same with any team right you these guys are end of the roster fringe roster guys for a reason because they're not as good as the guys at the top of the roster so it's fun to talk about but agg if he makes a team is not even going to dress unless somebody's hurt he's not even going to be out there on game day and guys like him and if they have a fourth tight end if if reyes does 
make the team or Ricky Seals Jones or the ninth offensive lineman or the 10th. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? These guys, yeah. we don't ever want to see them in a game. We don't want to see mm-hmm. them because something has gone wrong. Yeah, Ravon Rivera was also quoted today saying that it's going to be really tough because he's got to figure out, of course, who can contribute now and who can we keep that can maybe help us in the future right. and which one is more which one's more valuable. So let me ask you guys that since he asked that question. What do you think is more valuable, keeping players that win now, like majority, or keeping some that are preparing us for the future along with the ones that can win now? Like what's, what's more valuable? For me, I, I don't give two you know what's about the future. I want mm-hmm. I want to see what happens this season. I want to win mm-hmm. this season. Then we'll figure out next season. Next season. So is that because we won the NFC last? Is that because no, we won the division every last year? year? That's every year. Okay. It's every year. I don't I don't care about guys. You, who you go in every year looking contract. to yeah, win. I just want to win this year. We'll figure out next year. Next year. There's there's no less than thirty six brand new guys on this roster than the roster that we finished with in 2019. That's a huge turnover. If you said in 2019 we want to have all these guys and try and figure out the future, well, half of those guys are probably gone because they're not the future if you were planning it that way. So there's a huge, there's every year there's roster turnover, roster turnover. There are some guys you want to develop, but get the guys who are going to win right now, this year. That's all I care about. Okay. I I think that there's there's a, a balancing act to be made with this. I I don't think you just go for the guys who win now because you need to be able to you know per, you know help yourself in the future. But there, if there's such a sizable gap between the guy who's going right. to help you win now and the guy for the future, then you're going to go with the guy who wins now. But if that gap is is closer, so like AGG with maybe DeAndre Carter's probably better at going to help win now, yeah. but AGG might be more of the future mm-hmm. than you go with AGG because that gap is not as as large as somebody like McLaurin and AGG, right? Or Curtis Samuel, the reason why you sign a guy like him compared to AGG. So I think they'll be interesting. We got we got a hot take in the comment section right now. AGG will be known for being Ron's first bad pick as head coach for Washington. Mm. Oh wow! I mean, he's a he's a fourth rounder. Is that right? Fourth rounder. He's a fourth rounder. I'm gonna say Derek well, Forrest right now. <laughs> well, I mean, Derek Forrest was a fifth rounder. Again, these guys yeah. fourth. Fifth round, sixth. Kalik Hudson is another late, later, more you know, fifth rounder. That's not, I mean, if not if they make hot. the squad, that's a bonus to me. Guys in the first yeah. four rounds are ones you kind of count on to be contributors at some point. But after that, I mean, those that's just gravy. After that, that's just that Cam Curl jinx that we got. That's what it yeah. is, man. I think it's what it is. Gold. Burgundy and gold. Burgundy and yeah. gold. Cam Curl definitely set the bar pretty high for seventh rounders uh, going forward for Washington. So that that part is definitely definitely heard. Now, Stoner, you said that you you know talking about these guys are pretty interesting. These these late you know late, late roster people. We do have a, a special project we're going to be talking about in the post game or the cool down as I'm suggested to name it. Uh, you know, I leave the show for one day and these guys try to change the whole thing. <laughs> But uh, during the post game, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that special project. Isn't it important though to have that depth? Um. Yes. I mean, it's obviously it would be great. But would you rather? Let me just ask the. It's 
these are almost uh, what kind of rhetorical questions. Would you rather have Terry McLaurin out there or AGG? Would you rather have Deami Brown or AGG? Adam Humphreys, AGG. Uh, Cam Sims even, AGG. You you don't want him in the game. But if he has to be in the game, I guess you would hope that he's a little bit better. But then he wouldn't be barely making the team or on the bubble if he was that good. So, yeah. I feel like Cam Sims, though, last year was a wide receiver who was kind of on the bubble and ended up being a fairly significant part of the offense, well, I don't think what offense it was. Yeah, last year he was like the number two. That's what I'm saying is 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 put in it put into that position. Obviously, Cam Sims is more of a wide receiver four, possibly even better as a wide receiver five, as he's not even looking all that great uh, this year. And Humphreys is what I think most people would put uh, Humphreys and Deami Brown uh, above him. So uh, here's what you know, looking at wide receiver five, but the. This is somebody who was put into action and looked fairly decent. Looked good enough to get himself a contract. He, I, I believe, is actually, I think, the second or third highest paid wide receiver uh, on the team right You're now. You're talking about Cam. Yes, Cam yeah. Sims. Yeah, yeah. Because he's can't talk about Steven Sims Jr. No, anymore. He's uh, he's in Buffalo. I didn't know if you're about, he got picked huh? up within less than forty eight hours. I didn't know if you're about do you think that was? Do you think that's going to come back to bite uh, Washington in the yeah. rear? No, no, he's not going to. He's not going to be there that long because he's only there because no. everybody's not vaccinated in the, in, the, in the receiver room. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, the only reason he's, he's just a camp body. He's just uh, he's, he's a camp cut. body for this preseason yeah. game, and yeah. And that's, that's what fair. he should have been here for the last few years, but we just didn't have enough talent. To make him a camp body, to make him an end of the roster guy. Yeah, I, I I think that he was very uh, he was a solid pick as a rookie. Looked exciting as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Sophomore season didn't look as good. Uh, and he's just a jag. He's finding employment somewhere yeah. else. So he has. Hey, there's a lot of potential there. He kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, not skill wise, but kind of in that same kind of uh, game like ability of like Brian Quick, right, or Brandon Quick, whichever oh, one Brian of the Quicks. Quick. Yeah. Brian Quick, Rams, yeah. yeah. So that guy, that guy could show flashes sometimes, mm. but then yeah. he, like was just so frustrating. And Steven Sims Jr. is the same kind of like he he broke. We saw it in, in one of the one of the camps. Guy straight up just broke ankles mm-hmm. and has that speed, that excitement. But then it's just like he makes bonehead plays, like dropping a pass. Once he dropped that pass, I think uh, <laughs> in the second preseason game, I'm pretty sure everybody knew. Like, okay, yeah, you yeah. just dropped your chance to be on this yeah. team. Right. Hey, what, that was your contract. Well, what do you think of this hot take that I've been hearing a lot lately in that as soon as Curtis Samuel comes back, that they're going to cut Adam Humphreys? Nah, dog. Oh, yeah. I, nah. I don't, I don't, what, Curtis Samuel is going to be a gadget from? guy. I don't know. He's going to be a gadget guy. He's going to line up outside, inside, jet sweep, backfield as a running back. Like, if yeah. he's running, if he's I, back there, you're going to need a slot receiver still. That's Adam Humphreys. I think he's, we're going to be fine. Burgundy and gold. No, no, you're nope, good. You're good. Oh, okay, Adam, Adam, you're able to. You're clear. You're clear that way. Okay. He's like, Trust was definitely going. looking at us like, hey, they're about to, they're, they're about to get me. They're about to get me. Yeah, no, no. I, like I, I think take, I think what it comes down to is Humphreys. Humphreys isn't obviously competing with Curtis Samuel. Humphreys is competing with Dax. Miller. Right. And, and I've that's also heard the, that's the spot that it. Yeah, and I've also heard. With. And I don't think Dax Milne is somebody who's going to make the fifty-three. Yeah, I, I think he's going to make the practice squad. I've just heard also the saying that we should keep Dax Milne over Humphreys because Dax Milne is cheaper. I mean, he's cheaper for like obviously a couple thousand he's a rookie. Obviously, I know, right? Like, whatever. Speaking of hot takes, did you guys hear that Dwayne Haskins comment? 
That's because I was talking about Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah, it's because you don't need to bring up Dwayne Haskins on this yeah, podcast. Remember, we brought him up way entirely too much yeah, in the pre in the Philadelphia podcast. We are done talking about Dwayne Haskins here. He is he he is dead to us. Just, uh, I, may I, may he may he rest in wonderful heaven up there in Pittsburgh. That's all we care like, about. He's just he just can't wait to talk to media to take shots at us. Like he, his most recent comment was he's loving it because the way Mike Tomlin is preparing him a full week in advance with the scouting of the opposite team, he's never had that happen before. Right, like you couldn't right, do that here. Right. Like you can't. You couldn't do that here. It that's some, that's here. some absolute it definitely garbage. Happened here. The, yeah, they never yeah. prepared so, him. I love myself some Mike Tomlin. When there was rumors that Washington was going to trade for Mike Tomlin, Bro, I was actually I was excited about that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. I I really thought it was going to be. It was. I was just like, let's do this. Let's absolutely do this. But let's not forget, this is the coach who had you know a, a re. I'm not going to call him a star player, but Juju is a good player uh, who is dancing on fields and doing all sorts of social media stuff. So. The guy who will not be named is perfect fit there. Take your selfies, <laughs> go out clubbing, wear your mask still yeah. because Did you need to do that, you goofus. <laughs> right. yeah. But anyways, that's the last All we're going right. to talk about him. In yeah, fact, okay. actually, why don't we move on uh, to do we do we want to save preseason predictions for our dollar dollar segment and post game? I didn't actually break it down for our listeners here, but so just to let you know, we're going to do this pregame talk. We will have an interview with uh, Jamal uh, Forrest, who is you'll well, you're going to find out more about him when we do that interview. That's coming up during the game, uh, and then we're going to be talking mystics and stuff in the post game as well. So, do we want to save the dollar dollar segments for later? Yep. So, do we want to save predictions for what? Later? Are, what kind of predictions for the game? Just for the game? Yeah. Let's save it for yeah, later. Yeah. So we'll put it in the dollar dollar section there. For now, let's go ahead and get over to the podcast host for for Trap or Dive. That's Derek Forrest right here on Ref. No, it's not Derek Forrest. It's Jamal Forrest. It is Jamal Forrest. <laughs> say, We're gonna make I that joke hear, though. Say that. <laughs> We're gonna make that joke here in just a little bit. Joining us here on Ref the District, it is the host of Trap or Dive podcast. You can also find him on Twitch, Let Maul Tell It, and he's not related to Derek Forrest. This is Jamal Forrest. How's it going? Hey, it's everything's good, man. You know, like I said, we just talked about it for a quick second. I swear, if I was talking about Derek Forrest, if I was related to him the way I was talking about him, I'm sure we wouldn't be family anymore. Well, what were you saying? <laughs> invited to the barbecue. Hey, well, look, man. Look, I'll put it this way. The man was blocking people on Twitter just for mentioning him. And to my surprise, to my surprise, I, I, I escaped it. But for I, when, when we'll talk about it, I've never seen a person bite so hard on a play fake into the fact that the, the pass was thrown and he didn't even he didn't even realize it was a fake until the pass was thrown. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and I didn't let it go for like 24 to 48 hours. So I'm surprised I wasn't blocked. He, he, was, was, he might blocked. as well have just run to the sidelines. He kept yeah, following no. that ball <laughs> so far. Hey, hey look, look, 95 was probably about probably about a mile away. He could have just kept going. You know, <laughs> figure out where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't it that far away. strategic, though, for him to block? Do you think it's childish, or do you think it's, hey, he needs to block out all that negative stuff to focus on himself? Do you think maybe I, it's that? Do we give him the benefit of the doubt? 
Hey, Nathan, I'm actually glad you asked that question uh, because I ain't going to lie to you. I think it's childish. And, and the reason why I think it's childish is because uh, when you're in the position that you're in and not only you being in the position that you're in, but you're a rookie, you're not even a veteran in the league. And for some reason, you're blocking people, showing that the pressure is getting to you already or you just want to block out negativity. I understand that part, but it comes with the game. So how many people are you going to block after you search your name and figure out how many people was talking about you? Like, do you want to do you want to look for the negativity or do you want to just so, go ahead and focus on your game? Because, you know, for a fact, if you're blocking people, you had to play bad. You, you couldn't have played you couldn't have played that good if you out there looking for your name and saying, all right, I got to see I got to find the good. In, in what people were saying, but while I look for that good, let me go ahead and block everybody who was talking trash about me. Excellent. So we're going to transition from not just Derek Forrest, but also the rookies that are were also drafted in this late round. And I think maybe as Washington fans, we had our hopes up high, right? Cam Curl was a hit last year. He still looks good this year. And now you have Shaka Tony, you have Bradley King, who is actually playing reasonably well. And then you have someone like Derek Forrest, who's not right. Shaka Tony is another person who you really haven't seen, you know, ball out in preseason. Haven't really heard much from camp. Did we set our expectations too high for these end of the draft players? Uh, I personally think yes and no. Depends on how deep in the draft you want to go. Um, Derek Forrest in the fifth round was not a good pick. That's like, even when we picked them, I was like, who? Like, what did he do with Cincinnati? Oh, okay, cool. But it was also like Cincinnati. No shade to them, but it was like, they aren't like a BCS or like a top whatever. So yeah, I think the Cam Curl and the uh, couple other guys who we picked up in late rounds that blossomed, I think that got us, you know, hooked and expect that every single draft. And this year might not be that way, so. Yes, and, and James Smith Williams last year too. He was a yep. seventh rounder, I think, and he's a yeah, solid backup, yeah. right? So like it is kind of one of those things where you almost expect nowadays for these late round guys to hit. When you had Trey Quinn, who we all thought was going to be a great <laughs> Mister Irrelevant, yeah, yeah, we thought Mr. Irrelevant, we thought, but he wasn't. Uh, and then this year you've got guys, you, Dax Milne. Seems to be uh, performing quite well. And People of course, fall in love with Dax the same way yeah. they fall in love with Trey Quinn. <laughs> right. Let's hope and, this time it pans out. And then uh, also um, the undrafted free agent, Patterson, of course, has been great. But I wanted to ask yeah. Jamal about um, about the safety specifically then. If you you obviously don't like uh, Forrest, who, who do you think are going to be the four or maybe even five safeties who come out on the 53? Okay. Um, all right. So one quick thing. <laughs> one quick thing. I, it's not that I don't like Forrest, but what I will say right now is that um, he looks lost. Um, and, and things are a little, moving a little bit too fast for him. I will give him credit for the one play at the goal line where he forced the fumble. And they, they kind of BS, they BS them on that, on that penalty. That, that was not – it's, it's, when things happen so quickly and somebody's diving them, trying to make a play and score a touchdown – Forrest, the safety, the defender, they're going to react the way he did. And every single time is going to look like that. You cannot call the flag for something like that. He made a play. He made a football play, forced the fumble. Give him credit. But Forrest is a person who's playing a little bit slower than I anticipated, that many people anticipated. He looks lost out there. And, and, and that, in that sense, um, I'm just thinking that he's a practice squad guy. But for sure, to answer your question, Chris, He's not I'm, – I'm not seeing him as that four people that you're going to ask me about. And I, I think right now I'm looking at Landon Curl, 
Uh, obviously, the, the guy from Miami who continues to slip my mind every single time I think about him, uh, McCain. Uh, and then um, you're looking at Everett or, 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 or Reeves. Um, and that's kind of where you're at with it. Um, I mean, obviously, Landon Collins is still in there. So, I mean, you're looking at what? Wait. Dakota, what are you doing? You're looking at Landon, um, Jeremy, uh, DeShazer, uh, Cameron, and then Bobby. That's five. Uh, truth be told, you can keep five and still and still get away with things. You got to maneuver a little bit on terms of uh, your your cornerbacks and uh, your defensive line, specifically your defensive tackles. Um, you kind of you got to maneuver there a little bit, um, but. That's that's kind of where I'm at. It's like you can keep five or you can keep four. Um, but Derek Forrest is somebody who I don't see on the roster in terms of uh, making the final 53. There, the only reason why I'm harping on him is because there has been projections of him making that final 53. I don't see it. Um, and, and if it's the notion of him being a draft pick, you kind of see uh, Ron Rivera actually made uh, a point. If it wasn't today, it was a couple of days ago. He made a point where he was saying, look, draft picks – Look, we, we understand that we drafted these guys, right? But it doesn't matter uh, what the situation is or what the circumstances is behind this particular player that we have on our roster. If we understand that we made a mistake or if we understand that there's something that has to go on with these guys um, and, and they're not they're not fit right now to be on this final roster, then we're going to go ahead and, and, and understand and, and admit our mistake and move on. Um, so with that being said, I see four to five uh, safeties on this roster, the final 53 um as and and the ones that i mentioned i mean they're obviously that that's not going to change at all um thank god troy Atkins out of the conversation because like we don't have to worry about him in terms of at least safeties uh but, but the cornerback himself some uh some trap game <laughs> hey I, put it this way trev i seen you today as we're recording this this is uh this is uh this is uh, monday excuse me uh i seen you today you know seeing Getting a little, getting a little excited over the, the the plays that he was making in practice. Um, I, I think I think he's. I'll put it this way with, with Abke because I know we asked about the safety thing. I think Abke has had sporadic moments in practice, uh, both good and both bad. There's been highlights of him playing bad, but then there's also been those moments that you've seen today, right, uh, Trev, where he's had those those high those high moments um, where you kind of really didn't expect it because the perception of him is that he's just so terrible. Um, so when you kind of see these things with, with Troy, uh, knowing that he's the athlete that he is, there's hope. Put he's it got down. a lot there's of speed. Hope. He definitely is somebody who on special teams you can rely on, uh, as a gunner, uh, to really, you know, get down there and limit the big plays. So I mean, he, he, maybe he's a he's, sneaky pick for the 53. Maybe he's born to play cornerback and not safety like he's been doing his whole career. Maybe he's just finding out that he can excel at cornerback. Name the last, last white cornerback in the NFL. Oh, Jason Seahorn. Everybody, oh I'm going to say everybody goes to Jason. <laughs> well, goes to Jason. well, help me out here. Adam so, do you think there's a- <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so oh, many bad know. names. I will say this though that pass interference, that pass interference play that he had um in the the game against the Bengals um I give him credit literally up until the moment in which the the receiver made an attempt at a catch like the coverage was really good um everything was fine up until the receiver tried to make a catch he didn't turn his he didn't turn his hand around he panicked in a sense he started looking for the receiver looking for his arms now he starts interference uh interfering with the guy and there goes the penalty 
I give him I give him credit for the coverage. He did everything right. Um, and then he just panicked. He he had no reason to panic. He did everything right. So I will say that that one moment that we all seen that one penalty, um, he he played pretty well in that instance, and that kind of shows like his growth and development at cornerback. Um, but yeah, uh, you can't panic like that in a position like that, especially especially given that you're in a uh, you're in a hot seat of sorts. With yeah, this, you, with you're you're on the bubble roster. You know, on the roster bubble there. Uh, I do have to agree with Trev. I think that he's probably better suited for uh, cornerback because he's used to chasing the wide receivers instead of actually playing <laughs> on top of. Them. So <laughs> oh, that's yeah, just right, me. So let's get oh, off crappy. Yo, all right, hey Jamal, I have a question for you too now. Yeah, yeah. So today is Monday. Five more cuts happen on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Um, we saw that Steven Sims was released, but not part of those cuts. Do you see any wide receivers being cut for Tuesday's cut? I'll put it this way. If there's any receiver that gets cut, is going Do y'all see this dog? <laughs> Bro, what is up? What is up with her? Oh my goodness, this is Dakota. Yeah. Yes, a special, a special guest. A- Two-year-old, two-year-old husky, two-year-old husky. She hears me talking to other people and she gets jealous. I, I just don't understand it. Um, but if there's any receiver that uh is is in danger of getting cut on Tuesday, but or at least before the deadline, it'll be Isaiah Wright. Um, if you think about it, there hasn't been any noise about him. You haven't seen that much playing time with him. Um, and matter of fact, I think I could still pull it up as I'm talking. Um Nikki Giavala of the Washington Post, she posts the snap counts for each player after every single game. And I can pull it out in about two seconds. Uh, but the thing with, with Isaiah Wright, uh, and, and even in preseason in general, you got to understand that people have their opportunities and playing times, and that kind of speaks a lot to where they are in, in the, the nature of the team. And look at it. I'm, I'm looking right now. There is not one person named Isaiah Wright in the snap count. Oh, man, that's pretty bad. That was kind of where Kelvin Harmon sat after that first game, and he he got released right after that. And, and, you know, that's the the same thing. I think where Wright might survive uh, Tuesday's cut, which this will air after the cuts have been made, is that he still has – practice squad eligibility as one of the junior guys. So that's where I think that he benefits to maybe survive this next cut. But I think as far as number 53, he's, he's, you know, he's good as gone, but I think that practice squad spot is where he might end up. Um, But yeah, you're right. Isaiah Wright hasn't been heard from uh, really in camp at all. Uh, he changed his number because he was 83 last year. I don't like the the teen number on him. Uh, it's throwing me off too, and I, I hate to sound like an old man, but I I, I completely agree. It, it's annoying. They need to revert <laughs> back numbers. to whatever what they was doing. Yes, yeah. change it back. <laughs> change it back. It's throwing exactly. me off. Well, so what do you make of today? After practice today, Ron Rivera was asked about guys, and he specifically mm-hmm. mentioned Isaiah Wright about how well he's been playing this preseason or in camp anyway in training camp now we haven't seen it <laughs> look at his face but <laughs> but he you know he picked out guys that you're like oh yeah we've heard a lot about him oh yeah we've heard a lot about him oh and isaiah, isaiah right <laughs> yeah so i mean so hey, yeah so what do you make of that hey chris let me let me tell you something let, let me tell you let me tell you something let me tell you something 
All of this is fluff, man. He's he, you're never going to hear Rob Rivera say anything negatively about a uh, negatively about a guy in his pressures. The only thing that you got to pay attention to when it comes to somebody that you're kind of sketchy about is what does he say about the person, and what does he say in particular about what he needs to work on, or how much the, how much information does he give, or how little information does he give about a player. Uh, and when it comes to Isaiah Wright, it's what. Ron Rivera is telling us, is it matching up in the game opportunities that he's that he that he has? He's not given that many opportunities. It's been two games. He's not he's not been given that many opportunities. That first game that he's played against the New England Patriots, he has had some opportunities. I don't know how many snaps. I can't really recall the snap percentage for that particular game. But what what did he do in that game to tell you that he he's actually warranted the 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 nod that Ron Rivera gave him? I can't say that he's warranted anything. Um so while I understand what he's saying, Chris. Um, I'm not entirely too sure that I believe it. It was one player last week that he kind of he kind of spoke on where I didn't I didn't bite it. Um, I, I just wish I remembered the name because this is a perfect a perfect way to bring it up, a uh, perfect example. But he's done this a few times. But what I will say, the biggest one, <laughs> the biggest one is actually last year, Dwayne Haskins. I talk yes. about it all the time. There you go. All there the you time. go. Baby. <laughs> The biggest one is Dwayne Haskins. He does it all the time. Uh, Nathan, you got a big dog, but yeah, he he does it all the time. But I, I know, I know, I can tell that by the excitement, we, we're on the same page with this one. Yeah, but yeah. the difference with the difference though is that people ask him specifically about Dwayne Haskins or ask him about certain players. Nobody asked him about Isaiah Wright. He just volunteered that particular name. Yeah, I wonder why he did that. That's that's what he I does. didn't understand. Maybe, he's to Maybe he Isaiah did stick out right? that particular practice. I th- and I think he actually didn't say Isaiah Ray. He did just call out numbers, I believe, if I uh, read correctly from some. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, the same same difference. Right, but yeah. my 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 thing with it is, you know, he, it's coach speak, right? I'm right there with you, Jamal. The uh, you know, you heard that with even Steven Sims Jr., where he was just yeah. like, yeah, we really believe in him, uh, uh, but he wasn't going to fit with this team, so we wanted to give him a snip, chance snip. to get on another another team. <laughs> okay, you cut the guy. You cut the guy before the final cuts. He wasn't going to mm-hmm. make this team. You like if you if you're employing people like Isaiah Wright, you know, Steven Sims Jr. wasn't doing what you needed him to do, and you kind. I think you saw the same thing with Kelvin Harmon, where a lot of fans loved him. But he's been yep. out there and no team's picking him up. So it, this is coach speak. Now, I do want to dive a little bit in that coach speak because you brought up the praise elements. And uh, Jamal, you you specifically were like, you know, name, naming off some of the elements there. Samus Reyes is a guy that he talked about but says that he wants to see him more on the field. What do you think that does for, for Samus Reyes? And you, we obviously, were a lot of people are invested in this as this is somebody who's never played football. Uh, a lot of the ladies like looking at him uh, <laughs> that dude's uh, jack bro he is. <laughs> that's fair he's, he's pretty strong. he's pretty jack so uh, yeah he knocked he knocked that uh db <laughs> out solid just by running into him but what do you think samus reyes's chances are of making this roster um i think this is another good question uh and i and before i get my response i will ask you all just just in y'all opinion um what are y'all initial thoughts like? If you had to give one sentence on on Samus Reyes, uh, where are you all with, uh, at with with this guy? Um, at least in one game, because obviously he missed the Cincinnati game. But where are you all with with, with Samus Reyes? Because he's an intriguing guy, and, and a lot of people have varying opinions on him. Practice squad fifty three, um, in between things like that. So if y'all had one sentence to give on Samus, where are y'all at with him? Uh, I'll start, and I'll say he's a project, and hopefully he can remain a project with this team. 
uh, I'm going to piggyback that and say he's a developmental player and I want us to development, develop <laughs> him for sure. <laughs> I, 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 a thir- three for three here. I mean, I do have a dollar riding on him making the 53. I don't know that he'll make that, though. I do, I do think that he'll end up on the practice squad. Uh, but I think that this is a – Samus Reyes has the raw potential to be a – quality tight end in the NFL for, you know, seven years, but that's raw potential. So that's not, he's not, he's not there yet. Okay. Um, so as we, we said a few times already coach speak. And I think when we talk about coach speak, we have to remember when we hear what the coach is saying, what are we seeing at the same time in the games that are being played? Ron Rivera said, Samus Reyes might... Dakota, bro, you are messing up my moment. <laughs> Samus Reyes may be the most physical tight end that we have on the roster. He said that after one game of watching him. And we all know what he did against the Patriots. He was mauling people in the run game. Like, there was no doubt about it. I will ask you this. Who... On, because I, I know I, I got warned. I, I gotta watch my mouth. <laughs> Who do you all know <laughs> on this roster right now that is capable of being a dominant factor in the run game at, at the tight end position? There is not any other person. Logan Thomas, he can't block. Um, Ricky Seals Jones, he's converted wide receiver to a tight end. Um, then you got John Bates. I will respect him in the sense that he is a he's the only true natural tight end. But he has some work to do in terms of being a more consistent blocker. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But Samus Reyes came out day one and dominated. Like, it was on film. Everybody saw it. Things like that. And Ron Rivera stamped him after the game as one of the most physical physical guys. I don't think Washington has that element right now where you can afford to cut him and, and hope he goes to a practice or hope you can claim him to the practice squad, anything like that. Because if you need somebody who can at least, while they're developing as a pass catcher, if you need somebody who can run block and, and block in a pass game, inline tight end, I'm just blocking a pass game or even run game, excuse me, as an inline tight end, this is your guy. This is your guy. You need to see a little bit more. And I'm in that same boat. You need to see a little bit more. And he's back practicing this week. Um, he's been He's been active. So you need to see a little bit more against the Baltimore Ravens. And I can't wait, fellas. I can't wait to see what he looks like against the Baltimore Ravens. But you have to understand that uh, he has something going for him in his physicality, uh, his size, his strength. And and if he can show out again against the Ravens and he plays well, then yes, he is bottom line, unquestioned, a lock for this Final 53. Oof. We Jamal, I one. think you're the very first person besides Nathan because of his bet who's actually <laughs> definitively been like, I think he makes it. You make great points. I didn't even think of it that way. If he just used as a blocking tight end instead of a passing at the yes. end, that'd be fine. But again, it, it all depends on how much time we get to see him against the Ravens. Like I said, it all it does come down to this Ravens game because you have to see more, and I think that's fair. But yes, I, I do agree. Like if he if he comes out and shows some the same type of physicality against the Ravens, yes, he's a he's a lot. I, I I definitely believe it. Awesome. Well, what are some of the other things you are expecting to see from the Ravens game? And try to do this in about a minute. See if we okay. can, if we, you you limited us to one sentence on Samus Reyes. I'm going to limit you to one minute. All right. On, uh, I, re- what you I respect from this Baltimore game. Okay. All right. So I'll be quick because this one is this one's going to be simple, man. It's going to be the offense. Um, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of people who who would 
doesn't necessarily have that belief that the, the struggles in the, the preseason is going to translate or carry into the regular season. And I think from for for my side, I, I kind of tend to lean that way and agree. But there is certain instances in which you kind of got to uh, take into account when it comes to specifics of an offense and how they maneuver. So in between the 20s, they the Washington offense, Ryan Fitzpatrick and company, they've been moving quite well. But when you talk about the red zone offenses and their inability to execute when the, the field is shortened, things become kind of a, a, a more significant issue. And you kind of wonder where the chemistry is. You kind of wonder, excuse me, you kind of wonder where the accuracy is in terms of like the precision and understanding where to go. The time in between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Adam Humphreys is not where it needs to be right now. It's been shown throughout the first two games. And obviously like that, the would be interceptions against Cincinnati, uh, we don't even know whose fault that is. And and that's just being honest. Like, people want to put it to Fitzpatrick, but guess what? Uh, Adam Humphrey stopped, and Adam Fitz, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick thought he was going to continue on his drag route. Things like that happens. But you got to figure out the bottom line. Where did the communication, where was it missed? So things like that in terms of the offense, man, that's the most important thing that I'm looking forward to. I have a lot more faith in the defense, so I'm not necessarily going to go too far into that side. I won't go into that side at all because I have a minute and I'm being timed. We're a little bit over <laughs> that. Actually, I'm getting, we're, we're in overtime right now. Yeah, so that so that offense so that offense is the main thing that I'm looking forward to and seeing how they respond after the first two games where they, they had six drives and basically just they couldn't put up any points. Jamal, we want to thank you here from Ref the District for, for joining us today. Again, you can catch Jamal on the Trap or Dive podcast on Apple or on his Twitch, Let Maul Tell It. And this is Jamal Forrest. Thank you again for joining us here on Ref the District, man. We really do appreciate your company. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. And like I like I told you, I'll be quick. Um, I, I definitely appreciate it. And I, I just want to say this on the on the show too, man. I always appreciate the opportunity to talk ball with everybody and, and any opportunity that I'm given. Um, obviously this won't be the last time we link up. So um again, appreciate the 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 invite and we will be in touch, my fellas. One more time, a big thank you to Jamal Forrest for joining us from Trap or Dive podcast. Big appreciation. It was a great conversation with him. Uh, and uh, it really, you know, it was unfortunate we had uh, some, the time run short on us. So, because I'm sure we can talk to him over and over and over again, which I'm sure we will because uh, he's a cool dude and we'll have him on, a, a, you know, another time. Hey, I got an idea, now. Nathan. The next time yes. that we have these um, interviews, right, the, where we did it earlier and then we play it, we should have a separate camera on us that's going on so people can see the behind the scenes of what's going on while the interview's playing. We might we might lose yeah. our FCC license or whatever it is that allows <laughs> yeah. us to broadcast. There's a there's lot a, of wires. There's a, definitely a lot of craziness. So Trevor right now big is, ben, is, big ben, is drafting. Big ben. Two, I'm doing Big Ben. Ah! Yeah. So he's currently drafting a fantasy team. I believe this is the this is the Washington Football Team Pod League. It didn't work. Did you, is this the, did you, is this one you joined? Yeah, he's so I just, distraught. I folks. He doesn't. He didn't even does. I'm no, talking I think to him. I don't the, think he registered it's anything. The, uh, it's the football garbage time. <laughs> oh, garbage time! It's football, football garbage, garbage time. time. Yeah, so football yeah. garbage time. Uh, fantasy uh, from uh, from the known lover of fantasy football, uh, Trevor Stores. <laughs> <laughs> so I just picked Ryan Fitzpatrick so, as my quarterback. That's it.
Oh, there you go. Hey, I think that's, that's reasonable. Fun. I think that's reasonable. Now, not talking fantasy. In fact, I actually want to move us away from uh, – we'll get into more football here in a little bit. But I, I wanted to talk about something I know that Trevor actually really does love, mm-hmm. and that's our Washington Mystics. Yeah. And the return of our lady, our Lady Liberty. I don't know if we can call her that because it's more Philadelphia. But um, – so, what do we think about the Mystics? I think there there are a few games you know out right now. They do need to go on a winning streak, but they have their All Star, you know, player help them win a championship just a few years ago. Della Don is back in the house. Back, yes. Uh, How are we feeling about the Mystics? I'm feeling. I'm excited just for her on 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 that level. Um, she missed 682 days of basketball, which is almost two full seasons with some back complications, but she's back. She got 22 minutes in in her debut on Sunday, 5 for 11, 16 points, 3 rebounds. They didn't win, but that's fine. She got back into the rhythm of things. Like you said, Nathan, they're only a couple games out of eighth spot, the final spot in the playoffs. It's like less than 10 games left, so they got to make a big push. It's going to be hard. Tina Charles just went out for an injury with a glute, 3 to 5 days. That's going to be hard to do. So, uh, but I'm just happy for her that she's back to doing the things she loves to do the most. And because they so came back, good, they so. came back the next game, her second and game back. The and, yeah, whooped them. And then I'm yeah. looking right now; they're playing right now. They're up 43-34 at halftime, right now. Okay. So that's that's good. And I think they're only a half Let's game go. out of that that eighth playoff spot. And the mm-hmm. WNBA, it's a little bit different. They have two; they have the East and the West, but it's a it's a one league or one I don't know how you say it. They just line them up whoever has the best record yeah. one through eight. That's who gets in the playoffs regardless of what yeah. division they're playing in. So they're yeah. only a half yeah, game. I'm going to go ahead and preemptively call Birdie yeah, and Goldies. Yeah, I've heard a couple of cracks there and I definitely want Trevor to jo- be able to join in on this conversation because Personally, I think that really, unlike the NBA, where you slide into the playoffs, realistically, you're not going to make a lot of noise. The WNBA, it's almost like the NHL to me, where you get to the playoffs and now it's a whole new ball game. And I think that's especially true true of the Mystics this year with getting mm-hmm. uh, uh, getting Deladon back. You mentioned Tina Charles going to be out with an injury, but uh, this team fully healthy can really do something in the playoffs. They just have to make it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's a that's a struggle, though. Like you said, when Trevor said Tina Charles is out for at least a couple of weeks with an injury. And uh, Emma, I can't remember how, Miesemann, Um she was the Olympian from, oh, man, was she, she Dutch? I can't remember where she's from. She decided after the Olympics she wasn't going to come back. She's a starter, yeah. sharpshooter. They're going to miss her and Tina Charles. Yeah, and, mm, I don't know. Yeah, she's another gold medalist, too, Tina Charles. So it's going to be yeah. tough, but we can do it. Della Don, you save, save the season, Della Don. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Do we want to put a dollar on that as we transition yes, to yes, Della Don? Yes. In what way? In what way? What's what's the dollar? Trevor's putting a dollar, a dollar down that Della Don is going to save their season. What does that mean? They're going to make, make the, the play. They're going to make the playoffs. Oh, they're only half game out. Of course they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, no. All right, they'll make 
they'll make it to the next round. Like they'll win first they'll round. Win they'll make round. it out of the first round. Yes. Oh man, I don't want to bet against the Mystics. I don't want to put some bad juju <laughs> on them, as you guys think actually exists out in the universe. Ah, you do it to the football. Says team. the guy with this beat up doll over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. My damn do it. Doll. Um, no, because I think I a player like Deladon can take over a playoff series and win it for them. So. If they if they didn't have her, then then you might have me at the dollar. No, I won't take it. Nathan, you want it? No, okay. I, I think oh. that I really do think that a healthy Mystics team is going to go uh, deep into the playoffs. I, I think I think that uh, they're they're talented enough. Uh, hopefully, Tina Charles comes back, and we'll see what happens. There's something that happened in his fantasy draft. Apparently, <laughs> as Trevor's got his mouth wide open. What happened? And, yeah, uh, I, in shock. I, I missed my pick because I was talking Mystics, which is fine. But I ended up picking the Washington Football <laughs> Team defense automatically. Oh. So. All right. Well, that's not the worst thing to happen. I am going to go ahead and put a dollar down on Trevor not winning his. Oh no, I'm not taking that. No, I'll take it. Nathan, no, I'll take you're gonna, it. You're gonna what? bet on yourself, man. I love win? it. Yeah. You gotta bet on yourself. That he's gonna yeah. win the whole thing. He's gonna yeah. win. Yeah, you're gonna win. Yeah, bet on yourself. Bet you're on, not yourself, on yourself. You're not betting on yourself. I'm you're betting win. on uh, a bunch of other players <laughs> to pull it out for you. All right, I'm putting it down. He's still manager. He he's he's in charge, All right, right? Trevor. Oh, Dan Stoner. This, our man here missed a pick, and he's gonna win. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm tuned in, but this is. No, that's good. That's good. I love it. Hey, you know, I have um I've been playing fantasy football so long that I have a picture of myself in nineteen ninety one. That was probably before you guys were even born. In nineteen ninety not quite. I was sitting at my desk in uniform. I was actually uh already in the military, sitting at my desk, and we used to do everything by hand back then. And and there's a picture of me sitting there with the newspaper laid out stone tablets and no tap uh, nothing's automatic. <laughs> right and i'm sitting there and by hand i'm i'm adding up the yards and their points and all that and then we would hand them out to you know like in a little booklet so everybody could see what the standings are and everything that's how long i've been doing it i've been doing it before there was all this easy that, online. That was back when it was a touchdown only really right there was none of this ppr crazy None of these crazy not. stats. Was it, was, it was essentially touchdown. There was yards. yards. There yeah, were, well, yards, but, there, but there was it like, was predominantly touchdown. There was like negative points for fumbles, lost, yeah. and interceptions. I don't even know if they do that anymore. They still do that now. Missed field goals. Well, most was negative. Yes, D-hop would have got you. Burgundy and gold. D-hop. Burgundy and gold, man. Burgundy and gold. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I told you. I told you. It's something about when you want to talk bad about the Washington football team in any manner, something technical is going to happen here on Ref the District. I'm telling you, Jason Wright, Ron Rivera, Julie Donaldson, they're all watching. They're like, nope. Can't have that. You need dolls. Nope. Can't have that. I re- that doll is beyond creepy. <laughs> hey, okay. And why is it got to be a ginger? Why is it got to have orange hey, hair? I didn't man? That's buy like, it. It was sent to me. That's so like, I had no I choice. You did. I did not buy I'm, it. I apologize to the you cho- people <laughs> watching for my microphone. I'm really sorry. It'll be better by the next show. I promise. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, get a new one. All right, it's it's all it's all good. All right, so dollar dollar, let's get away from the beat 'em up doll. That yes, it was a gift for Stoner, but he has purposely chosen to bring it onto our show for mm-hmm. some reason. And hey, Mama Stores is watching, and I'm telling you right now, like <laughs> it was unacceptable to put that 
on Mama Stores the last time we were you know all live together. It was a couple of weeks ago. Let me read. Did that let me her. read to you what it says here. It says, "Oh gosh, whenever things don't go well, and you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little damn it doll that you can't do without. Just grasp it firmly by the legs and find a place to slam it as you whack the stuffing out. Yell, damn it, damn it, damn it." I'm just doing what it says. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. <laughs> anyway, so my dollar dollar for the dollar dollar bet. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all ready for this? I was like, I oh, don't this even is for know. the game. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen throws two touchdowns in this preseason game. Wow. I will take that. I will, I will take that. And the reason why I'm going to take this is because the offense – scored had scored what two touchdowns this entire preseason so you're we're gonna double up just with kyle allen yeah I'm, i'll take that hey through the two-point fade hey trev yeah agg held on to that for ages i think he might still be holding on to the ball hey trevor i'm with yeah. you on that one me and you against Nathan. my man okay my man. okay i think he'll throw two okay yeah man i got it how about this d hop Kicks a fifty-plus yarder. Okay, he kicks it and makes it, or just kicks it. Oh, damn it! <laughs> that was what I was saying. Damn. <laughs> yeah. the damn it, Doc. That's a fair I point. Mean, I can kick one. Yeah. We <laughs> all can kick one. <laughs> he he makes a fifty-plus. He yarder. makes a fifty-plus yeah, yarder. I'll take you on that. I, I'm with Trevor on this right. one. I'll take that one. He doesn't I don't make think it past happens. forty, bro. In practice yesterday, he hit one off the upright from forties. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Your guys are gonna pay me for that. Forward to the the heart attacks that we're gonna have with uh, D Hop. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say here. I'm gonna go out. This is a risky one. This is this is this is a true dollar dollar bet now. Okay. Dax Milne will have the most receiving yards out of the wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Please, pretty please. Can I bet five on that? It's dollar dollar. It's only one dollar. Oh. Yeah, you, we're not yes, even exchanging no. dollars. Nathan, this take is his five dollars from him. Say yes. <laughs> you think it's gonna? You think? He, are you with me? I'm with you, Nathan. Yes. There we go. Yeah. We'll, we'll both take his dollar. Think you know, about it. AGG is slow. He's not going to get that many yards. That's going to get all the yards after the catch. Eating. We're, we all predicted that the starters aren't going to play that much. Yeah. Who else are you going to play besides the guys at the end of the roster? And Dax Milne mm-hmm. is one of them that you want to see more of before you stash him on the practice mm-hmm. squad. This guy, I'm not saying he's going to go <laughs> off. Actually, you know what? I, you know, here, I, maybe I should make a, a prediction like Stone made mm-hmm. on the d- first dollar dollar for the preseason. And he's going to ball out with five catches and 61 yards. Hey, did I not nail it? Did I not nail it? No, you didn't nail it. He didn't do no, that. not even close. Steven he Sims Jr. wasn't catch. even close. The my point my point was that nobody is going to ball out in the first game, and that and that if somebody had you literally, yards, then it you would be literally. Bro, I wish I could run the tape right now because you literally made a dollar bet saying that Steven Sims Jr. was going to ball <laughs> out five catches, and you defined balling out as five catches for sixty-one yards. You can't sit there and do that. And Burgundy and Gold, before you t- start talking uh, uh, with me here on Trevor, because I know for a fact you're going to get in on Stoner for this baloney take. I have the proof on my phone of the bet. And I did not say that Steven Sims was going to have 62 yards. My bet was that nobody 
was going to have 62 yards because the point was 62 yards in the first preseason game is balling out for Steven Sims. And he was not going to do that. And I won that bet. I did say that a receiver was, I was really counting on a long bomb there and that never, never yeah. ended up coming, but okay. I do recall Thank that you. portion, but you did define balling out as five catches for 61 yards. And you did think Steven Sims jr. Was a, was capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was the one who said, well, someone will have more than 61 yards. And that's the bet that you Thank took. you. So, Thank but Dax Milne will be the leading wide receiver. I don't want to stress this. This is wide receiver. So mm -hmm. if there's a running back or if there's a tight end who gets, you know, catches more or does more yards, that doesn't count. I said out of the wide receivers, Dax Milne is going to have the most receiving yards. yards. Okay. Uh, All right. We, I got a dollar dollar bet again. All right. We end we end the Ravens nineteen game preseason game winning streak on Saturday. We end that. Okay. That means we win. Right. So Trev, WFT wins. Yep. Anybody want that? Nathan does. I mean, I, I mean, I do. I just want to know if anybody wants to yeah. come with me. <laughs> yeah. Who's coming I, with I, me, I, man? I, I, I'm going to say Baltimore wins. Yes, sir. Oh. You're with me. Can, can you explain the reason why? Uh, one, I don't think Ron cares oh, about yeah. that streak, and because they don't care, they're not. They're going to be playing just to. to they're going to be doing a glorified practice, oh. and I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens do care. No, I don't. And, like I, I think I, Ron. Ron Rivera did the did the Russell Westbrook. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, yeah, he has to say that. But I think with the players that we put on the field, they're gonna think it's a real like regular season game because they're trying to get a roster spot. So mm -hmm. they're gonna play their hearts out. I believe in this in this third. So is Baltimore? Is it what? Baltimore no. doesn't have anybody trying to make a roster. But I think our bench is better than Baltimore. Oh, name me one guy on Baltimore's bench. Well, it was Sean Wade, but they just traded him today to New England, which right. was they traded their All rookie. Right. Like, how do you give me another? So, another that's better. Uh... No, I'd say you can name any bench guy from Baltimore. A any bench player. I I, I don't really know how ours even... are better than theirs. We don't even know what they got. Come on, man! It's, you got it's the fan coming out of me. That's, that's <laughs> I know exactly. It's a battle that's of where... Beltway. <laughs> I want either. Washington to win. I, I want Washington to win. I just don't game. think it's going to happen. I think that I think that we're going to see this silly streak continue, yeah. and it's it's, it's going to be ridiculous. Put up. It's, oh, it's, I have another dollar bet. My last one for the night. We put up over twenty points. Whoa! Way to go out on a limb there. Twenty whole points. But, that, what, how many we times have they done that this preseason? <laughs> how many times have how many times have they done that in the last two or three years? Okay, but, I'm I'm with Trevor. I'm I think they're actually going to score more than twenty points, well, and I think that this is a reasonable bet. Well, Thank you, Nathan. That's not reasonable. Twenty points. So you think they're going to score more than twenty? Billy thirty-five. Patriots scored thirty-five, but they're right. no name. Why can't we do that? All right, here here's one for you. Here's a really, really, really good one. All right. Jamin Davis. Ready? Jamin Davis. I-N-T. Interception. Hmm. Huh? Who wants a piece of that? I'll, I'll take that. I don't think he gets interception. I don't think he even plays. Are you crazy? 
He's playing. Ah, uh, they need him to get game. game reps. They need to get give him game reps. I love that Taylor jersey, by the way. If, if, if you're watching the visuals and not just listening to us on the podcast, that Sean Taylor jersey is is fire. fire. Do you want? Hey, do you want that for a bet, Trevor? That Jamin Davis yeah. doesn't play. Yep. I'll take that. Jamin <laughs> Davis. Hey, I'm giving all kinds of dollars. <laughs> you might want to get one. You need to buy a Mike Burgundy and gold. Burgundy and gold. <laughs> He's got. He's. I think. He, I think he missed a pick again. We're gonna let him fix out his mic. Let me give a, another dollar. Dollar here. The Washington Football Team will have th- at least three sacks. Mm. I'll take that bet. You don't think they'll have three? That they'll have less than three. No, I'll take. You think that they're gonna have less than three? I'm saying they're at least gonna have three. Three or more, it's mine. You think one or two or zero? I'll take two. I'll go with two. All right. Okay. So he's gonna he's gonna take the under on that. So he's gonna he's gonna take that dollar dollar bet. All right. If you're right. if you're listening to the show right now, go ahead and hop in with your dollar dollar bet. Uh, Mama Stores, get in on this action if you if you want some. Uh, no money is actually exchanged during this. This is all friendly banter. It's not for a our dollar dollar. It's not segment. a real dollar. It's a dollar. Not a real, do- yeah, dollar. Hey, I'm picking kickers. Donor, right you got another one for us? Um, I'm out. I'm out of bets. You're out. I yeah, think I'm I've got. I think too. I'm. I'm good. I think that, that right. three sack one. All right, let's do game predictions. Obviously, I'm picking Baltimore. You two picked Washington. No, no, I picked Baltimore. What? You picked yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. Trev's got Washington okay. football team wins. Both you and I say no. Okay, so both of us are picking Baltimore. Trevor, what score prediction do you give us for this first game? <sighs> for this uh, Washington twenty six, Baltimore seventeen. I was so gonna laugh after your twenty. Your they were gonna score twenty points. Bet if you're like Washington <laughs> nineteen. 19. Right, I would laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with my so, usual, which is take yeah, the exact opposite it. of Trevor, and I'm gonna go twenty six seventeen Baltimore. I think we're gonna do twenty eight to twenty four. Baltimore. All right. Washington scores more than 20 points, but Baltimore takes home the victory in that 20-game win streak. We'll see who is correct on our day after reckoning, and you can catch that Sunday night at 7. We'll be live here on our YouTube channel. In fact, uh, we're working towards potentially upgrading our services, and you might find us elsewhere. So if that's the case, just be on the lookout <laughs> for our Twitter account. That's at Ref the District that you can find us there, and you can listen to this audio version anywhere you can listen to podcasts. I mentioned Apple, iTunes. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a comment so other people can find us. And we've got our hand raised here, and it's our one and only Trev. What's going hey, on, man? So, Nathan, so for, for green guys like you, what do you guys listen to podcasts on if you don't have Apple so or iTunes? You, can, you know what? It's it, I'm glad you can mention that because you can also listen to Ref the District on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or even your Amazon devices. So if you were to do this, I can't, let me say, I'm, I'm gonna try not to wake mine up in the corner of the room, but if you were to say, Alexa, play Ref the Podcast, Ref the District, the latest episode will pop up. These get shared almost immediately afterwards, and it's, uh, she is, she did listen, she was listening to me. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> 
So funny. Woo! They're always listening, folks. Maybe not the best thing to do to get one of those. Uh, but hey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, you can also get us there. I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trevor doing another dance, and it's Stoner giving us our salute out of here. Until next time, be a fan. Be a- We love Washington, uh-huh, and we saw them die hard fans, yeah, we are. and you know we keep it on 10, one, let's talk about two, the offense, one, two, three, let's go, and they gifted, we are Nathan and the Stoner, yeah, that's ref the district, oh, come on now and join us, you join it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.